Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. from Texas, feel free to shoot me out uh, a tweet on Twitter after listening to this. I'd love to know uh, where some Bills fans are. Uh, I know we have some bitterness about Austin, but I'm not anywhere near there. <laughs> I'm on the East Coast over by Houston, so you know, definitely having a good time out here visiting some family. Um, so to you and yours, yeah, I hope I hope you're enjoying time with your family as we're going through some interesting times, you know, um, hold them close, tell mom and dad, tell grandma, nana, However you call them, whomever you may call all the time. You love them. Life is too short. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about bills though too, right? Yeah, no, we're, we're here to talk about bills. <laughs> but um, it's nice to get away and have some family time and talk bills. So uh, without further ado, let's get into today's topic of interest. So I wanted to talk about whom I believe the bills are going to value the most uh, based off of their new acquisitions going forward. Um, yes, things can change, right? Things can change based off of, uh, you know, player performance, especially in the preseason. I think we're going to see a lot of demand from these players. I think that's it's very difficult to gauge exactly what you're getting out of a player until you really see them, um, you know, hit the pads, right? Dissect a, a game plan. And, you know, I, I'll just tell you, you know, the Bills spent a lot of money and they're continuing uh, to reconstruct contracts in order to, you know, help this team, quite frankly, have a chance at just staying at the top as the apex predator in the NFL as they are projected. And I think it's the way they have to treat it. I think that's why you see all these players coming in and out of the out of the roster. Um, Josh Allen has become the apex predator. Right. And I think that's something that we got to start, you know, really letting sink in because you're starting to see a lot of players towards either the end of their prime or even obviously in the middle of their prime 
giving Josh Allen a shot. You look at what happened with Cole Beasley, for example. I know I'm peeling back some history here, but this was a guy who obviously wasn't able to get his deal with Dallas, but put his stamp of approval on a guy that, quite frankly, had nothing on his resume that showed anyone at all that he could be an MVP in the NFL. And you're starting to really see that now with what's happening with this roster. And, you know, looking into the several acquisitions that we have here, right, you look at Jamison Crowder, whom I believe is in the middle of his prime. Uh, This is a guy who's never had the chance, right, to really show everything he can do as a wide receiver. And I think we're about to really understand and see who this player really can be. Um, I think it's going to be heavily based on how the Buffalo Bills utilize him, do not get me wrong. But I think that when you really start to think about what he brings to the table, um, you, you got speedy guys. You got him, Tavon Austin, and Isaiah McKenzie now. Very athletic, very shifty. Um, you know, gadget guys also um, in their own right. So and we talked about that last week. But, you know, I'm really thinking about what the Bills are expecting out of him. And look, if we're going to be real, he was he was wide receiver one in New York for quite some time. I'm believing that he's going to try and compete. Don't get me wrong, I, I seriously want Gabriel Davis at wide receiver two, but I seriously think that they're going to see how far he can go and how much is he willing to compete to get into that role. Now we are thinking, okay, well, we'll just fit him in where Cole Beasley was. Well, then you're putting a ceiling on a player. I think when you bring a guy of that caliber in, you see, I don't know if it's coincidence or not, but he definitely put on some muscle mass, definitely put on some weight to where it looks like he's trying to play a little bit different, little play with a little more authority, and he's trying to take super advantage of any uh, plays that may come his way. So that's a guy that I think you can definitely gauge the Buffalo Bills have a lot of interest in coming through and really excelling based off of the opportunity that he has. Also, in the background, you hear some of my family. They're downstairs and some kids. <laughs> but, um, you know, we got a big happy family here in Texas uh, from my wife's side. So it's always a good time coming out here. Um, but, yeah, anyways, going on here, you look at Jamison Crowder. And beyond Jamison Crowder, you have Tavon Austin. This is a guy, not, I, I believe it's zero guaranteed dollars, and it's all earned. This is a guy who's coming off an injury-plagued career. And you look at situations that players are in where sometimes injuries, it's happenstance. It's never really their fault. It, he, he seems to me to be like one of those players. But you, you start to really wonder, um, was it his fault or was it a coach's um, demand out of what he can supply? And I think that's something that we're going to really start seeing uh, in this year's NFL. Everyone is super competitive. Everyone has star players. So the talent is going to be there. I think this is the year that and we're going to remember for the rest of NFL history when coaching really does matter the most. And can you, right, because you bring in a guy like Tavon Austin – was he was he barking at you know banging on that door to get in get into Buffalo 
I don't know. There wasn't really any report about that. What I do know is that there was mutual interest, right? And as a result of that, he is now on this roster and he is going to compete, I believe, for what will be the wide receiver three or four spot. He will compete for it. Or they're just going to insert him at returning kicks, which very well would be awesome to, you know, fill that void that Isaiah McKenzie, um, you know, sometimes can leave when he turns the ball over. We're just going to be honest here. And I, and I think talking about what, what they're expecting on him, more importantly, is they're expecting him to help elevate this team, right? And I, and I think if you're going to rate this one, two, I'm, I'm literally starting Jamison Crowder as number one that they're expecting to really pop off the screen and do really well and then review on tape week in, week out that he is improving the offense. Number two, I got, I got Tavon Austin. Number three, I want to go to the offensive line with Roger Saffold. This is a guy that obviously is up there in age, signed him to a one-year deal, but you really do, you know, wonder if this was a move to fill the void of John Feliciano and if, in fact, it was a wise one. If you're going to ask me, <laughs> I, I think that he is Feliciano 2.0. I think that Feliciano did well for when this offense needed that um, I guess you could call spark when he first came on this team and, and did a great job. I think that once he got injured, you kind of noticed he peaked. That was it. Um, and, 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 and I think that Buffalo was basically trying to play their cards right on not trying to get you know too hasty at upgrading the position on an expensive number. So they bring in Roger Saffold, and I think he is a very... Um, top priority to get spun up and ready to help this run game open up in the A-gap. I am sick and tired of pushing Devin Singletary outside. Um, I just want him to try to punch it up the middle and have success. Now, I'm not expecting a, a you know five or six yard average, but I am expecting him to definitely have some sort of a 3.5 to 3.8 range with a guy like that opening up the holes game in, game out, and possibly being able to pop one. You know, so I, I'm believing that, you know, 3.5, 3.8 average to basically um, supply some kind of spark at that position, right? And you you need a guy like Roger Saffold to help open up that hole. You need him desperately. The, Bill, the Bills have needed a guy like this desperately for several years now. Um, you look at the shuffling that has happened over the years, right? Quentin Spain, he gets signed. Um, it, it's, it's a gash when you, when you pay this guy and you have to cut him because he's, he's become useless for your offense. And he, you know, he can get on social media all he wants and start, you know, you know, chatting back at people for, you know, getting on him for how he played throughout the years for Cincinnati, but proof is in the pudding. He's the reason one-on-one against Aaron Donald, which God bless anyone, but for the matter of uh, proof is in the pudding, it's it's there. They lost the Super Bowl because of that sack. And look, bottom line is if I'm Brandon Bean, I just want stability out of that position, right? With the whole situation with guard, having a guy like Roger Saffold to really help that out and basically get a guy that you can groom out of the draft Little by little, fill up those voids. And I think that's all you can do if you're Buffalo. 
because of the way the market is and who knows god forbid there's another you know covid agent whatever and you have to restructure everything all over again um you just want to have some time to build a guy that can fit the mold of what your offensive line needs because at the end of the day we want to see josh allen run less sit in the pocket more because when he sits in the pocket really really good things happen um you know there's there's a lot of pizzazz with what he's able to do running outside of the pocket but we all know the reason roger saffold was signed was to help out with number one establishing the line of scrimmage whether that is letting the defensive line know it's going to be a long day with you know how you're blocking your aggressiveness between the whistles not after the whistles right and obviously you know bringing this running game back to life that's what we all want to see and you look at back in the days when the bills were able to run the football effectively Number one, let's just put it to rest. It was a running-based league. Back then, you could literally name over 10 running backs in the NFL around Thurman Thomas's time. Look, Thurman Thomas, Ricky Waters, Eddie George. Can I, can I keep going? I literally, I will not stop. Ricky Williams was towards the end of that um, whole trend. And then the Wildcats started happening. And then things started to evolve. And now we're at this place where quarterbacks can basically run as fast as wide receivers it's insane but it just felt as though eventually it was going to get there fact of the matter is this though whether you establish the line of scrimmage by having a quarterback that can threaten you with his legs or just have someone who can make the right throws at the right time like Tom Brady has done and has torched the league for over 20 years now it doesn't matter but the fact of the matter is that you want to keep your assets healthy and on the field. That's how you do it. And I think Roger Saffold is number three on that list of who they're expecting the most out of um, after acquiring in this la- in this in this latest offseason. So um, finally, I want to finish off here. I want to circulate around the defensive line again. I know we talked about it last week, but fact of the matter is this: Tim Settle. And Jones have no choice but to show up this year. And the Bills are absolutely in dire need of these two guys filling the void and putting a plug on this leaking boat that is the Bills run defense. It has been a nightmare for I don't know how long. And I think everyone can say that's probably what we're the that's what we're most sick of beyond everything with this team is when a team gets the ball rolling, it is virtually impossible to stop the boat from sinking. Carson Wentz lost to Jacksonville. And I say Carson Wentz because it was Carson Wentz's fault. We're losing that last game and not getting the Colts into the playoffs ever after having stellar wins throughout the season. They torched the Buffalo Bills. Because the Buffalo Bills could not stop the monster that is Jonathan Taylor. And we obviously had a very, you know, brutal wake-up call on where the Buffalo Bills stand going into the rest of the season after that point. It basically made us feel as though the Bills 
could have possibly missed the playoffs because of who they were losing to. More importantly, it wasn't who. It was the how. And it, we just it, it's not that the Bills have to be completely perfect. No team is going to be perfect. They're going to have things about them, their nuances that just are they're going to be weaknesses, but you can at least find a way to stop the bleeding somehow, give the offense a chance to figure out a game plan to adjust in halftime, and they couldn't do it. Um, you know, and, and, and so now we're in a position where we signed two new guys on the interior defensive line. I'm not worried about the edge. Shaq Lawson, we signed him for two years, which I thought was a really awesome contract. I hate these one-year contracts with guys that come back to the team. I'd prefer to try to actually have some continuity there in the system and obviously having Vaughn Miller is awesome and the two young bucks. So fact of the matter is we need to figure out a way to stop letting these linebackers that we have get pummeled by these offensive linemen whenever they try to start the run game. We need to really be a true 4-3 defense and impose our will and rely on our safeties to get the job done when the ball gets thrown deep. That's it. It's not rocket science. You look at what happened to Kansas City whenever they went toe-to-toe against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay had two stellar linebackers, which the Buffalo Bills do have, and then they were just able to get enough pressure with four on Patrick Mahomes, and their safeties did the rest. It's really not that, it's not that difficult. If you fluster the quarterback in the pocket, he's not going to be too confident stepping up, throwing it deep against really good safeties. Trying to stretch the field is what every offense is trying to do. Long and gone, I believe, are the days where the Dinkin and Duncan <laughs> uh, really gets you into the big show. It doesn't happen. You look at what happened with the Cincinnati Bengals. They figured out a way to just push the ball downfield over and over and over. And the minute he finally went up toe-to-toe against a team in the playoffs, talking about Joe Burrow, and was forced to play in, in, in a tumultuous pocket, he crumbled. He had one play, but you know we can argue that that one play, there was obviously offensive pass interference. It wasn't called. Whatever. Fact of the matter is that that interior defensive line has to do two things. Help get consistent pressure. Swap him in and out and bring Ed Oliver in on pass rushing downs. Okay? And help stop the bleeding in the run game. Bring that average down. And I am so excited that the second game for the Buffalo Bills is going to be the game where Jones comes back to Tennessee. Right? And so does Saffold. And we're going to be able to have a very, very strategic and strong game plan to stifle Ryan Tannehill and that heavy-powered you-know-who. He who should not be named. Um, <laughs> look, Derrick Henry is an all-star. And I, and I think this is where I'm going to stop the podcast here because fact is the Bills time and time again have shown us that they are prepared take it as far as they can when they get in the playoffs. But what holds them back, I think ultimately, is the reason why we signed who we did. And that's why I wanted to highlight these players 
um, that were acquired in this offseason and talk about it a little bit more. We did talk about each position group and what we were going to look forward to going into this year. But I'll kinda, I kind of wanted to pause because obviously there's a lot of traffic with players that are coming in and out. Um, you know, offensive linemen that were signed, even the guy out of Miami. Um, there, there's, there's a lot to ponder about, but we have to understand that who was signed around the beginning is paramount to what this offense needs. But I think that once they saw that it, it kind of, maybe it was taking a toll in practice, right? Just recently with Isaiah McKenzie, um, taking the majority of those reps and they're like, you know what, what if we just bring up, bring in a guy to help out with the special teams and swap out um, Isaiah McKenzie here and there for the gadget plays. Boom, we're good. Um, you know, it's kind of why I, you know, I'm excited about certain things that the Bills have done because, yeah, it does. It, it, it really does put things in perspective on what they're, what they're trying to get done and what direction they want to head into in this in this new season. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, the wide receiver court doesn't look amazing amazing but they look great i think there's a lot of potential there i think when you look at the tight end group it's going to be awesome uh but yeah i, I wanted to stop there because i can keep going for the next hour and a half it's going to be a short podcast today but guys thank you again for joining me on buff up a buffalo rumblings podcast again i'm your host steve vega you can find me on twitter at buff hub um, and all, to all the first responders and military out there, I salute you. I'm one of you. I thank you for all that you do for our country and our communities. And guys, thank you again for listening. Have a great rest of your weekend and go Bills.